Hello and welcome to And Just Like Watch, a podcast where we try to understand our problematic phase from Sex and the City in the age of Twitter. I'm Luke Greaves. I am an amalgamation of Sam Carrie with a sprinkling of Miranda on top. I'm Melly and I am Anthony because I'm small and spicy. We have us extra special guest today, um, a podcast extraordinaire. Um, a mum, and um, just a very funny icon, Helen Black. Oh, hi. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Um, do you want to know who I would be? I think I think maybe I always fancied myself as a Carrie, but in real life I'm probably Miranda, because I have lots of problems and a baby, and I can't go out with my friends anymore because I've got too many jobs to do. <laughs> <laughs> Boo-hoo! He's a nice baby. He's a very nice baby. So, the top of the episode, we're straight into the podcast. It's like, like us, we're we're straight in. Um, (laughs) We go with the, um, who is the straight guy? What's What's he even called? Um, we don't care. He's such a he's such a uh, yeah, very forgettable. I like his character is just so like it sits so weirdly in in the show. Yeah, um, I just didn't really get the joke. I was wondering that about these two characters who are comedians. Mm. Like none of their jokes are funny, and I'm sure you'll come to it later on. But in the stand up set that we see at the end of the episode. There's no jokes. Like, they're just talking about themselves and their lives, and Mm. then the audience are kind of nodding. But there's very few jokes in the stand-up that we see. Yeah, it's a bit, like, (laughs) especially on a podcast format, like, it must... Yeah. (laughs) Like, what, like, I can't even imagine what that... Because me and Mel were saying in um, episode one... um, we don't even know what the podcast is called. Like, do they even like? It's so forgettable. Like, it feels like it's just there to like drive a plot versus like be something funny in itself or be entertaining. Yeah. Which is a massive theme. Yeah, they they made a list of modern things, twenty twenty one things, and it's like, what? Well, Carrie used to write this column. Now, what does she do? Oh, a podcast. Yeah, yeah. How about a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like us. Like, and just like that. <laughs> I still stand by that Carrie should have been like on a TV panel show because there's so many of them in like USA. Like a, pop, a meager little podcast with two white people doesn't really make doesn't really make sense with Carrie's whole narrative. Yeah, have we been told like the format of the podcast? It just do they bring their problems to the podcast? What? Yeah, shooting the shit. <laughs> do you think? It and comes... then they have that like woke siren. The woke siren. That's, that's quite cringe. Like, oh, it's, it's we're not cringe. allowed to joke about having sex with minors. I don't know. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, I don't <laughs> understand what this podcast is going on, but hopefully Carrie just leaves or gets fired. <laughs> but yeah, I think Carrie just, like, in this episode feels a bit more adjusted than, like, the previous episode. She's, like, of, like dealing with the grief. Like, surprisingly very well like I think like they're just like pushing Carrie's like grief out of the way because they need to get on with the show yeah like well Carrie's a lot better now after Big's death than mm. she is in the movie after uh she's jilted at the altar 
Yeah. Like she, she's not too bothered that he's dead. <laughs> Compared to remember when she took to the bed in Mexico and she wouldn't eat and Mexico she didn't laugh and all. Yeah, she was in her Mexico, yeah. yeah. Didn't she's fine. She's just walking a lot. <laughs> and then um, Carrie talks about going to Che's comedy <laughs> comedy set. And she said, you came to my funeral, I'm coming to your comedy show. And it's like, how, like, how can you compare going to a funeral to a comedy show? But I think when you see the comedy show later, it makes sense because it's a fucking, it's a <laughs> fucking no shit jokes. show. Yeah. <laughs> the funeral, comedy shows that have no jokes. <laughs> the funeral was funnier than the comedy show, like. Yeah. Imagine if Gloria's there just sitting at the front and stamping barges are out of the way. Actually... Have you found, like, have you actually laughed at anything in this um, series so far? Do you feel like there's anything that you're like, ha, 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 that's actually funny? Mm. That's so true. I don't... I think when Anthony's talking about um, him, like, being a fairy and having, like, his mum cut, like, things into the back of his T-shirt for his wings to come out, I was like, oh, that, I was like, oh, maybe that, that's kind of, I was like, maybe that's funny. But this episode feels a bit more Sex in the City than the first two. I thought so, yeah. It's mm. really back to the original format. You kind of feel like you know where you you stand with it, you know? Yeah. We know, we know how this is going to go. We see what's going to happen with Miranda. We see what's going to happen with Carrie. Yeah. And Charlotte's, Char- Charlotte's just there. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> then Carrie... Oh, oh, Miranda has, like, talked about... She's listened to the podcast... And then she says it like it's just about uh, polemics and farts. I was like, oh, <laughs> um, and she thinks Che, 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 no, Che. I think it's Che. Che, yeah, mm. Che, Che. Uh, so Miranda thinks Che is funny, and then um, Carrie seems happier. But then, uh, then obviously she goes to the reading of Big's Well. Um, do, do you find that the, the money is um, feels a bit more offensive in this uh, series? I think kind of in the 90s, there was money. Everybody on TV was a rich person. Like, if you think of, mm. like, Home Alone, where they just live in this massive house, and it's never really referenced that, uh, like, Kevin McAllister is really rich. And the same with Sex and the City. But I feel like in this series now, like in 2021 TV, it felt a bit, like, crude mm. that they're like a million here and a million there mm-hmm. it's like well how bad can it be carrie you know yeah like take your multi-million billion dollars and go yeah it's a bit it's a yeah i think we spoke about this in the last episode like it kind of feels it's it, it so detached like she's got everything um but just like the whole thing of them like trying to fit the modern era into this TV show when they're like, he's casually just given his ex-wife, Natasha, who he's probably with for like eight months, like a million dollars and they've not spoken since the divorce. It's like, what? Like, poor Natasha. Like, she's being dragged through it again. Yeah. The only good thing about that scene was like, see Miranda be a lawyer again. Like, it felt more... It felt like she was back doing what she was doing, like best at doing, and not being like a flappy, like hippie around town. Like she yeah. just seemed a bit more put together, and it suited her. Like she looked better there, and she looked more in place as a character versus seeing her harass her tutor every so often. Yeah, and it's like 
it, the first few episodes were a bit like the, the characters had gone to sleep for 20 years and woken up in 2021 and they were so shocked to be there. And it's like, <laughs> as if they wouldn't be 20 years better at their careers. Like, they're going to have been doing this. The way they are like, whoa, what pronouns? No, you've been living in this world. Like, and Miranda, this like hotshot lawyer, should be at the top of her game, is like, I can't cope with wokeness it just <laughs> yeah it was, it's a bit clunky i think it's very clunky and then so we go to charlotte and sanford waiting for the girls to come meet them for lunch um charlotte said she's reserved the table for free um stanford is taken aback that charlotte's kind of like excluding him from the group um, he's always said that she, he's felt she's never included him in the inner circle um and, like, I think it's good that they, like, because Stanford really was, like, um, their, like, accessory in the show. Like, he wasn't really an actual character. They were just like, oh, here's the balding fat gay man. Like, let's throw some jokes on him. Um, yeah. And now it's, like, good that they're actually introducing him. But it's just a shame Willie Garson is dead. <laughs> it's like, yeah. a bit too late, girls. And what do you think about the uh like second film the two gay, gay characters getting together yeah we were talking about this like it it's pretty like jarring but yeah now i'm just like oh just let them <laughs> let them it have was, it yeah it was a bit like that for me though when you and peter got together like you were the, <laughs> the two gays that i knew you know so i actually think the story checks out <laughs> Miranda and Carrie have now joined uh, Charlotte and Stanford on the foursome table. Um, and like uh, Charlotte's saying, like Charlotte's trying to make Carrie feel better. She's like, after taxes, it's only $435,000. So, <laughs> thanks so much for that quick maths, Charlotte. Like, uh, she must be like about every night, money obsessed. Charlotte like needs to get a job and she needs to get a job like she's she's obviously has a bandwidth to work out some like taxes that quickly so <laughs> her mental maths is really impressive her mental maths is really impressive I feel like then when um, Miranda says where's my wine like the plot is very um, predictable. Like an American TV, if you if anybody's ever asking about the wine or maybe getting a second drink, you're like, there is an alcoholic in our midst. We've got a drink problem coming up. Yeah, it's so weird though because in like the scene before, Stafford asks for like a old fashioned or something because like Charlotte's like pissing him off oh, yeah. by like excluding him. Um, so there's no like didn't like connotation towards him being an alcoholic but as soon as Miranda says it everyone's like ah alcoholic vibes um it's yeah they're really like honing on her but not in a very interesting way they're doing it in like the most fly way like you said like American way Mm. yeah yeah because like Miranda feels like a functioning like a very functioning alcoholic like I feel like she wouldn't leave empty bottles in her bag but you're like she's fine like even if she's an alcoholic there's nothing to worry about it's like oh yeah like I don't know. And then um, Stafford keeps getting his um, chair hit by the waiter opening the door. I'm like, what? Oh, like, yeah. what restaurant is this where they sit them right by the door? Like, and then Carrie oh. says, "I'm used to getting slammed from behind." It's like, oh, we're back and we're back doing we're back doing this now. Yeah, but I 
well, I have two two points there. That's what I mean by the jokes. Like, oh right, you're being slammed in the back of the chair by a door. Is this is this a joke? That's not that funny. <laughs> and then the, my second point is there's very little sex in it. Maybe sex has gone from the title now, but mm. like compared to the series, we've we've had no sex. We had that weird big what big big wanking thing. <laughs> That's it. Is there any others? Oh, no, the teenagers. Yeah, just Brady. Yeah, we're just getting it from Brady at the moment. I think, like, we don't see women of that age on TV that often. So, like, it's good there's people, you know, in their 50s, like, living their lives on TV, whatever. But then for them to not have sex is maybe saying, okay, they can be on TV, but they're they're not having sex. Like, and having some of the characters not. maybe Maybe that's a problem that people in their 50s have. I don't know. Hmm. It's something that they don't really touch on. It's something that yeah. we viewers want them to go deep into because they were so good at doing it in the series. So it feels like we've been robbed a bit by these silly storylines of like Stanford and Charlotte not getting on and just these yeah. really odd little bits and bobs that don't really fit. We'd never see that in the series. So it's a bit sad to see it in mm. this series. I yeah, think- or Miranda's son having sex. Not yeah. that interesting a storyline. Let's hear more about Miranda's sex life. Well, maybe yeah. More. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna see a bit pounded on Miranda's sides very soon. I hope so. <laughs> I hope we see Miranda getting slammed from behind. Like she needs it. Mm. It's been years, apparently. So, God yeah. love her. She deserves it. Um, then we have uh, Carrie back at the flat trying to guess Mr. Big's password for his like <laughs> la- like computer. I'm like, why do you not know this? Like. Classic Harry behaviour. But well, she couldn't get into her inbox, could she? Then yeah. she get it, love. She really needs to just start like writing these passwords down. Poor girl. And it's big. I can't imagine he's the person who does like caps lock, three digit like numbers and like a really secure password. It'd probably just be like cigars. Yeah. Cigars, exclamation mark. If Finance. So intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then we have Charlotte um, reading to her non-binary child, Rose, who basically just like comes out to her that she doesn't feel like a girl. Um, and it like we've finally given Charlotte a storyline, but like her reaction like doesn't feel very like something Charlotte would do. Like I think Charlotte is probably the most sympathetic character out of them all. Like when she was like crying her eyes out about Big Diane, I think her reaction to um, Rose, like, coming out as non-binary is a bit, like, just, like, so over the top. And it's like, she wouldn't, I think she wouldn't act like that. But again, it's the thing of, like, as if Charlotte has just arrived in this yeah. year, for, like, time-travelled, and all of a sudden she's in this world that she doesn't understand. Like, she's aware of people in the world being non-binary, you know, and this is can't be the first time living in New York that she's heard anything about this, you know? Yeah. And especially since she was the person in the original series, like Anthony was the best friend that she is around. Like she wasn't this just straight white woman that she is. She's actually had a bit of black flair to her. So it just seems that they've totally removed that flair from her just for the sake of her not understanding what a non-binary person is, which is so, so backwards. <laughs> Um, so after that point, we go on to like Miranda and Steve's domestic bliss, and they're making. Um, well, I thought they're making overnight oats at the beginning, but mm. they're just making like that really healthy stuff for dessert, which is a bit random. 
Um, and it just kind of shows that they're just really boring. Um, but then you've got Louise and Brady, and it's just a really they've they've kind of touched on the storyline every episode. And it's kind of like we get it. Brady is having sex. Yeah, um, Brady's having sex. Maybe, Miranda's not having sex. Yeah. It's maybe just like like comparing the two couples, but it's kind of like we we get it. Like you don't need to keep touching on this subject. Um, but it seems it's kind of they're really good. I think what they're doing quite well in this series, which is not really what we want to see, is like ideas of like domestic bliss. So we saw it with Carrie and Big, and we see it with like Miranda and Steve. But they're really good at writing mid- boring middle aged lives. But we don't really want to see that in se- uh, like Sex and City and the spinoffs. Yeah, I think Miranda and Steve. The, the actors are better than the writing. You know, they're yeah. they're able to do this domestic, I don't know if it's bliss, but just kind of getting on with each other thing. But the writing, I don't even know what the writers were trying to convey in that scene, just they're boring. <laughs> yeah. And where Miranda and Steve are boring. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we go back to Anthony and he's, Send up his sourdough hot fellas company, which I actually love. I really love the storyline. Like it's so <laughs> unrealistic, but like I love it. And now Rose is randomly helping out Anthony at the hot fellas um, sourdough business. Um, and then uh, he like tells Rose she needs to wear deodorant, and like it's a bit weird. And then Anthony's um, talking to Charlotte, and Charlotte confides in uh, Anthony that Rose uh, is coming out as non-binary. And then Anthony remembers like this old story where uh, Rose wanted to be a dog. So Charlotte treated her like a dog. And it was like, don't compare <laughs> Rose's non-binary like identity to her being a dog. It just it was like, oh, come on, girlie. It's like... So lazy. Yeah. I, 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 I like that Anthony like is just like camp and like doesn't... He's just like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I feel like he, the way he reacted to it is the way I would expect Charlotte to have reacted to it. Just like have a bit of like focus and have a bit of like awareness of the situation. Like, oh yeah, people do just identify however they want to. And I, she's in New York. She's been surrounded by those people for years. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Do you think Rose is going to turn into, do you know those like gay pups? (laughs) Or those like, there's like gay men who dress up as dogs. Is that why she wears that weird hat with the flaps? I think so I think we're going to see this new story arc where Rose <laughs> wants to be a pup and she should be like walked around by her supportive mum, Charlotte. I've never seen a dog wear deodorant, so it does add up. It really does. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's on the phone to Miranda talking about uh, Big's mysterious dog, uh, Gogi, like, such a weird name for a dog like but and then I'm guessing that like the dog is shared with Natasha is that the storyline the photo looked like it was taken from the 70s though I just assumed it's like Big's first dog I didn't understand where they went to town on this bit yeah it was a very like odd like plot to add into this yeah it feels like this no go on no, I actually forgot about it. <laughs> actually, that was weird. Is that going to come up again? Yeah. <laughs> Carrie's emailing Natasha to no response. So she Instagram messages her and then Natasha blocks her immediately. It's like we're, we're bringing in Instagram, Uber. Yeah, get that on the bingo get, sheet. Get that bingo sheet out, girls. Do a shot every time she mentions Instagram. <laughs> 
It's I, so. This is what I said earlier when we said that Carrie doesn't grieve the Big's death, but she grieved when they broke up. I feel like she is so possessive of him. So as soon as it's kind of like Natasha, like she, no one, if you've been blocked on Instagram or someone doesn't reply to your email, you just would just take the hint and back off like a normal person. But she just seems like, I think she's taken peace of big dying because no one can have him anymore. So as soon as it's kind of this thing that Natasha's mentioned in the world, she goes back to her crazy, like Mexico myself. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to sympathize with like a 55 year old woman doing this. You would just think, like, just book a first-class ticket to, like, Singapore and just go chill. Go to Abu Dhabi again, babes. You have so many millions. Show me Samantha in London. Go take her some flowers. No, because that would be her being neurotic again. Samantha's (laughs) not answering her fucking call. She can't turn up. That would be a very carried thing to do, actually. Yeah, she put more effort into Natasha than she did with Samantha. So, so tragic. Um... So then we see uh, Carrie is now, again, stalking Natasha, watching her through the car as she goes into her office. Um, and then she- I, ju- I just was wondering, like, okay, Charlotte doesn't have a job, but, like, how does Miranda have the free time to do this <laughs> in the day? Is she taking time off work? Like, But she's not she working. Gonna- oh, she's in uni, of course. Yeah, yeah. she's. So I, I'm like, none of these women have jobs apart from Carrie, who is... Part-time her job is a podcaster. Yeah, like she's. They're living like 20-year-old lives. Like they're just running around town like unemployed, like teenagers. It's just really hard to see. It's like three unicorns. 50-year-old women would be able to just hang out during the day to follow one of their stupid ideas. <laughs> I can't see my mom and her pals being like, drop everything. We have to stalk my husband's ex. No, no. No way. Yeah, women with money and spare time, there's better things to be doing. I hope. But I guess I guess it has to be done. Like they have to they have to bring some drama to <laughs> to the show. Yeah. Like I don't want it, I don't I don't really want the show to be a realistic portrayal of women in their fifties. I want that to be Carrie Bradshaw in her fifties. Like and this is something like this is what Carrie would do. Like Carrie is <laughs> She is back to herself more yeah. than that. Uh she was in the previous episodes when she's being like neurotic mm. and uh, that, that's the carry we know yeah definitely um, um when natasha steps out the car though she has aged amazingly i was just gonna say i wrote that right. down she looks fantastic mm. and when they see her through the window she looks great. oh my god yeah. yeah you don't age that quickly when you're not chasing after random people in the street or acting wild like Carrie. Yeah. When you're busy. When your dead ex husband gives you a million, I think you're grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she's just collecting millions from each of her exes and that. So. in great shape. <laughs> uh, it would be great though, wouldn't it? Like imagine if somebody got in touch with you and was like, Remember that ex? Uh, he left you a million because he was a dick. Oh, great. Oh he's nice. He wasn't that bad actually. <laughs> Take it all back. <laughs> um, and then we have Carrie waiting in the office and then being slowly kicked out. Um, it's kind of like a, like a throwback to when Carrie kept calling Natasha's office and that her like PA was like, um, you're going to be on hold. You're going to be on hold forever. And it's like, Carrie is the same. Like, <laughs> it 
it's like been 20 odd years and she's still harassing this poor woman. Like she has it. I was like, Natasha like never did anything wrong in the series. Like she was pretty respectful. And it's like, Carrie's still bashing her. And I love it though. I'm just like, yes, bash that it's like Natasha's a woman and Carrie's just a girl. Yeah. Like just kind of, even when she wins, she's just there, like just swatting at her constantly. Like, even Big's dead and you're still here. Like, what do you want? As she says, I quite liked when she was like, what the fuck do you want? I felt like that was like quite believable, actually. Like, yeah. I think that was Natasha, even the actor of Natasha being like... <laughs> Stop now. bringing me back to this fucking show. <laughs> yeah. But actually, please bring me back to this fucking show. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really like Natasha. Like, Nat- I, I think, I really hope they bring her back, but it feels like they've kind of summed up her storyline in this episode it's like oh it feels like a bit of a waste of like a story so charlotte needs her charger oh this is a bingo card charlotte (laughs) needs a charger for her phone goes through miranda's bag and finds three empty bottles of whiskey um see there's like the the minute she said oh i need a charger i was like okay here's a plot device like it's so clunky sometimes it's like what's she gonna find in her bag because when do you ever hear any character um, and later on in the episode, when Carrie says she needs to pee, it's like, okay, what's going to happen in here? Like, it's, I think, well, I've just come from watching Succession, which is just so clever. And so, like, the, every word in the text is serving a purpose and is so, you know, intelligent and thought through that this just seems so lazy sometimes. It's like, oh, do you have a charger? Oh, now I'm going to look through your bags. Oh, we heard about the alcohol thing earlier. So you're an alcoholic. Yeah, it definitely lacks the nuance. Like succession is the perfect example. Like stuff that's mentioned like at one point mildly comes back in a massive way later on and we don't get it. Like it's kind of like you get the reference and then, the outcome straight away. Hmm. There's no kind of way of it playing out. But I think because they've only got 10 episodes as well, maybe they feel the pressure to shove in as much storyline as they can, so they'll get a season two. It's it's just very weird they've only given them 10 episodes when a normal second CE series would be over, like, 18 episodes. I feel like we mentioned this before, they've just shoved so much to Miranda's plate. Like, Hmm. they've given her so much. Um, They could have maybe dropped this. But she's got her questioning her sexuality. You've got her, like, going back to uni, dealing with, like, 21st century, like, like, all that kind of stuff. And then you've just got her, like, helping her grieving friend. I don't think she needed this extra storyline. Yeah, it's just, a bit. just looks a bit tacky. And also, I think during the pandemic as well, like, there was enough of people struggling with this stuff. So yeah. with them handling it a bit clunkily... It just does a bit of disservice to like people's mental health. Like I said, Helen earlier about the, how they treat money in this program. They do it just as lazily and a bit disrespectfully as they do with like Miranda's addiction. Yeah. It's it's not clever. <laughs> it could be done in a better way, but I don't know. I kind of like that it's not done clever <laughs> as well. I yeah. kind of like how brash it is because the show, I don't know, the show wasn't, like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't written. Clever. It, it, I mean, it's not yeah. succession. And you hate succession. There's too many men in it. There's too many men in succession. That's <laughs> why. Yeah, it's, that's a really valid criticism. I feel, and also, like, see, as we're Brits, we've got a very different out, out, like attitude to this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. 
um like it's only recently that therapies become normal in our country like mm. you, like people in the u.s have been up for years and decades and stuff or two, so bri- as, two as Brits and one Irish. Yes, program. Sometimes you do notice the cultural difference. Mm. Actually, two Brits and one Irish, Helen. Thank oh, you. Oh my God! I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna leave. Leave the cat. But uh, thank you very much, Lou. Have a nice day. Woke moment. Oh my god, I feel like sorry. I'm so sorry. Woke moment. Ireland left. Ireland's not going to the UK. Oh, I lie. Representation. Yeah, so Charlotte's closing on Carrie, but Carrie's out walking. Um, And then we see Carrie uh, walking the streets, going to a cafe. And then, um, of course, Carrie bumps into Natasha while she's been in the cafe. It was <laughs> good not... scene, I thought. It was yeah. good, her coming in and her peeing, um, her yeah. burning herself, her giving like... her the ice. Again, Natasha being the grown-up, giving her the ice. She mm-hmm. was kind of being the mother. Carrie, is a, she doesn't have any children. She doesn't know how to apply ice to her own wounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was on Natasha's side as well. I was like, Carrie fucking mad yeah and you look mad here with your burnt hand yeah she does bless her and she but again back to herself back to the real carrie exactly yeah and like i, I appreciate that natasha was hovering over the toilet i was like natasha wouldn't sit natasha would hover <laughs> over this toilet <laughs> i noticed that as well definitely i was a bit confused why she was in a public toilet and then she was hovering so it made a lot more sense mm, yes definitely and um, um, i thought it was quite good when um when Charlotte was on the phone and um, Carrie was like, you have to let me be like a mess or whatever yeah. she said. I thought that was quite realistic because Charlotte's trying to fix it all the time. Yeah. Um, I just can't. Charlotte, what's, what's the actor called? Charlotte? Uh, Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis is plastic surgery, although I think it's quite true to what, Charlotte probably would have had. Yeah. Her facial expressions, like when she's laughing at the comedy show, Face can't even really smile, like, and the crying. Mm, yeah, it is. It, yeah, we were talking about this. It is like a bit distracting. Like, yeah. Then we go straight to uh, Chase uh, comedy um, mm-hmm. Netflix filming. Oh, bingo card Netflix. <laughs> and then Miranda is literally having the blast at like Chase like comedy thing. She's like, having. She's literally like having like verbal orgasm. She's like pissing herself. Finger blast. Her blast, so blast. That is oh. going to be Miranda's um, Che. Absolutely. Che's. Um, I was going to say jokes, but they're not jokes. Her lines of dialogue. You you see them landing with Charlotte, and then you see them landing with Miranda. And it's like Charlotte's realizing face. She, so it's like they said to the actor, "Show us." that she's thinking about her non-binary child. She's like, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then Miranda, show us that she's thinking about her life is stuck. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then it's like, like we saw quite a lot of the stand-up set, didn't we? Like it yeah, it went on for a lot. I think it, was, it definitely was a plot device because it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't funny. <laughs> the stand-up routine was all about kind of being non-binary but also being more than being non-binary but then let's see them making jokes about other things because everything that character has done so far has been like non-binary is my personality when 
the point that they're trying to make is that they are more than that. Mm. But we haven't seen any evidence of that at all. Yeah. Maybe we will now with Miranda. And maybe I'm being a bit of a cynic, but do you think they're using it to introduce these kind of topics for people who don't know? Like, are we just already because of that, we're used to it and we're used to these discussions and being around yeah, that's people? Like, are they actually just doing it because a lot of the audience won't understand? Maybe. Yeah. And holding so. your hand through. Yes. Maybe. Because that's the only logical ex- explanation for it to be so blatant and... Mm. Uh, so yeah, and then we get the end is Miranda pretending she's getting an Uber and then runs back to the VIP. But I was like, surely, surely, because she should just be like, oh guys, I'm just gonna stay and like hang out with Che and like, like speak to them and like have fun. Like they wouldn't care. They would be like, what? Mel had to leave earlier, so it's just me and Helen now. But we're gonna carry on and dissecting this episode three. We, the episode ends with uh, Che blowing smoke into Miranda and then Carrie ends up walking back to her old apartment. Yeah, um, she walks herself home. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a metaphor. Old Carrie is back, like, abusing Natasha, um, yeah. being neurotic. Back old apartment. I mean, it would be nice to have the luxury of the two apartments. That would be a nice place to It would be nice, us. yeah. Um, are you excited about Miranda and Shay? No, Shay? I'm really, I'm really dreading it. <laughs> Is that because you're a homophobe? It's because I'm a homophobe, but I, I, <laughs> I just hope like they like. I don't know. I wonder how like is it going to be like really graphic the sex scene, or is it going to be like just like sensual close-ups of them like kissing? And I stuff? hope it's a graphic sex scene because I feel like Miranda used to do a lot of like yeah. like when I think of Sex in the City, I'm imagining. Like Sex and the City's sex scenes, I'm imagining like a topless Miranda, yeah, you know, kind of like a cowgirl style. Mm. Like so when I she, yeah, like when she had sex when she was pregnant, and she was like, "Oh, I don't know if this is okay," and like, like yeah, we we want to see, we, we want to see Cynthia Dixon's tits. It's been it's been to, it's yeah. been twenty years, Cynthia. Get your tits <laughs> out. Get them out. <laughs> get them out. If you want to be a governor, get your tits out. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. I'm, yeah, no, it'll be good. I hope it feels like this series is starting to like find its feet more. I think the reason they in, like released the two episodes together was they were just like, okay, we need to get this third get film. Going. We need yeah. to get this third film that didn't get released out like in these two episodes, and then we'll start bringing in the old series. Yeah, and just like that, that's episode three done. Thanks so much for joining, Helen. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I'm sure you'll be back for much more delving into this very peculiar series, but I think yeah. I think it's going to be a promising series. I really, I mean, I feel like it's 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 gonna it's gonna work out now. Special thank you to Helen Black for um, joining me on this podcast today. It's really fun um, discussing Charlotte's feathers, <laughs> Miranda becoming more of a lesbian. And Carrie becoming more of Carrie.